Hey, Pride fam, get ready for another episode of Pride the Podcast, featuring special guest, host, and TV producer Hannah Rad. So grab you a hump day treat and take a little time to hang with Pride. to another episode of Pride the Podcast. I am Mr. Brayden Bradley. I am Darrell Anthony. I'm Ashley Mitchell. And I'm Adam Andrew Rios. And it wouldn't be a podcast without shouting out to our family over at Rehab Entertainment and our other family, DNR Studios. We got a split family up in here. Yeah, we got a blended. 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 That just means when it's Christmas, you have like four Christmases instead of... The That's a really cute movie for Christmas. It, it was really a cute is. Movie. Right. I watch it every Christmas. It's a good mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So how y'all been? It's been a while since I've seen you since yeah, the Cooper Bowl. Yeah, it's been like so long. I feel like it's been like weeks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it feels like weeks. Yeah. It's literally been a few days. It's been like what five days? When did yeah. I see you? Friday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, a lot of Before the Pooper Bowl. Uh-huh. The Pooper Bowl. Before I mean, well, Brayden, why are you calling it the Pooper Bowl? Like, before we last left, we were looking forward to, um, <clears throat> well, we were seeing how the weekend was going to fare out. There's been mixed reviews. Uh, for how he did, as well as a lot of people, we're not very excited to see Tom Brady win again. Brady. And one of those people is Adam A. Rios. So Adam, I'm the same <laughs> too. And also, I hated mm-hmm. that picture of him not wearing his mask as he left the stadium. Oh, the video? Yeah. No, did, you hate that, did you hate that one, or did you hate the one where he was doing an interview and behind him a hat said "Make America Great Again"? Like, what? How you feel about? I didn't see that. Did he have anything to do with that? He is his hat. Oh, it was his hat. with him and stuff. Fuck Tom Brady. Yeah, that's why. All of America is tight, except those who live in Tampa. Oh. Well, it, I mean, the issue though he's with so Tom Brady, I know he was a Republican. Well, the, <laughs> the issue though with Tom, well, a lot of people, said, a lot of people feel that it'll be interesting to see him go to the White House. You know, if he's invited by Joe Biden, but it's very interesting that Tom Brady's politics did not cause him any issues because he did um, take a knee, right? Didn't need to pray on the field as well as Eli Manning. They both did, and um, it was like a. It was Tim Tebow. It was, uh, Tim, oh, Tim. Well, well, all, I know it did give you know he did get some shit for it but it was like easily and quickly forgotten right and but it's like it's it sucks that like Colin Kaepernick, Colin Kaepernick yeah. who started this whole thing and are now we're watching commercials made over like stuff that he initially was like being outspoken about and now yeah. he's still unemployed by the NFL Ain't that a bitch? It, that it is, is but it's also a swift kick in it's the ass. It's also very interesting. You know, I looked at the back of the helmets that they had, mm-hmm. and uh, Tom Brady's back of his helmet was like in racism, mm-hmm. I believe it was. Mm-hmm. And listen, I'm all for people getting on the right team. As Nene Leak say, you better get on the right team, talking to Sheree. <laughs> and um, so uh, I. She by Sheree. She said, when is when she by Sheree coming out? It's coming out spring, fall. <laughs> <laughs> She said, oh, okay. That's not a season. She said, he said, what is it coming out? She said, joggers. He said, joggers. <laughs> spring, fall. <laughs> what? Spring, okay. spring, summer. Yep, spring, that, that, that one. That <laughs> one. Spring, spring, fall. They, mm-hmm. they did not come out. Brooks Marks beat her out, which is very upsetting. And it's on right. But yeah, you know, I, I'm all for people getting on the right team and like really figuring out that they need to fight the right battle. But 
I don't know, Tom Brady just kind of rubs me in like, a good way. I was going to say, yeah, politics aside, because that's another reason, you know, I don't like him. But I don't like him because he, I'm tired of him seeing him win. And it's just like, it's no <laughs> fun. Here. It's no fun for anybody else. It's just like, oh, we know Tom It's kind of like when we play Mario Kart. I was about to say. And when we play, you always win. Yeah, Mario Kart. Like, I don't Mario know Kart. that. So you're the Tim I Tebow. rebuke that. And <laughs> the, I rebuke that. You're all that. of them. You're all of those people. You're Tim's, you're Tom, you're everybody. Yeah. Yeah. The Waluigi's. The Waluigi's. Waluigi. Honestly, <laughs> when I play and Adam's not Yay! playing and Waluigi. Speaking of Waluigi, <laughs> how was the weekend's performance? It was a little, it was a little, it was a little disjointed. We got there, just like that. It was disjointed, but we got Listen, there. Listen. It was fine for him. For like, him. He did not, his own thing. Yeah. And you know what I will say? This opened up a, the door for a lot of uh, a broader audience for performers. Because usually it's always like pop, mm-hmm. you what know? Six. And, huh? Hmm? But when he it? said pop, I said six. His, no. He does like R and B and like hip hop and I mean, he, it's like a combo of like a bunch of stuff on it. Uh, yeah, but he saw he has very, very, very sounds. heavy Michael Jackson influence. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I like his music a lot, but he's he's weird and awkward and like he's not like a huge dancer or anything like that. So yeah. it's like, you know, it's like how entertaining can you be? It, which was it was just a little it was a little weird, but I still enjoyed it because I enjoy his music. Yeah, I think the biggest issue though was the fact that he didn't have anyone else on stage because yeah. I, I know we talked about Maluma and other people that he could have had, and I feel like this was his opportunity. But also in the same breath, we are in COVID, and so if he would have had a lot of people, it might have led to people being like, "That's weird." Whatever. I, I don't Did know. Did you see all those dancers? You saw all his backup little. Yeah. They had bandages on them. This, this or they all look they like had they had their bandages on masks. Right. Yeah, they all look like they were on uh, like uh, extras on us or some shit. Like. Well, I did not watch the Pooper Bowl. <laughs> I didn't That's watch fine. It. I didn't you, watch I that. Mean, or you were doing dry February, and so you didn't want to be tempted because yep. we were over here throwing them back, baby. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you weren't throwing them back, and I thought I'm about so you. I said, "Tell us about the drink you made, Adam." I made micheladas, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is like one part beer, one part uh, tomato juice. Basically, it's Ew. like a. Um, it's. A, I didn't drink it either. What's it called? But I did. A, a Bloody Mary. Yeah. Vodka. But then. You know, we I had those during the afternoon, like while I was cooking and this and uh-huh. that. And then I transitioned to vodka and I had Uh-oh. a couple cocktails. But then I was like, you know what? Let me make a Bloody Mary, but then I'm gonna top it off with like a little beer, kind of like you would get at like Dallas Barbecue or whatever. Well, baby, mm-hmm. let me tell you, those things are lit. I was lit as shit. <laughs> Adam was gone. Corey didn't leave till like four thirty in the morning because yeah, we were just nice. up. I had to lay down. I, I had to lay down. I, yeah, yeah, I had work the next day. I was I like, I can't too. be fooling with y'all. Oh, you did. I had work, and luckily <laughs> Ashley woke me up I the did. next morning to be like, hey. Are you going to get up? It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> I was going to sleep right through. You I were. surely was. And I got up. I got on the train. I got to the L stop. I got off. And I said. It's <laughs> 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 been a minute good. since that's happened. Oh, no. And I got to work. And I like ate my breakfast. And I settled. And I was like, okay. I'm going to make it. I got <laughs> home. Fine. I ate a little something. I passed the fuck out. Yeah. I hate yeah. those days. I it's been a that's very why I, long time that's why I wanted that. to like quit for a little bit because I just cannot put my life back together like I used to could. No, it took to, it took to today. It takes yeah. as you so drink again. Cheers, bitch. Just a little wang. Sorry, I'm, I'm very jealous. I lost two and a half pounds last week. You look. Great. I can see your whole face. You look great. That's good. You, you look, look good. You look good. Listen, I think everyone needs to take the amount of time that they need if they want to not 
drink or not do something to reset their bodies because I think our body and our health is very important. Um, and speaking of health and that being important, we did see the Free Britney. Uh, did anyone see the documentary that came out this week? I, I, I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it, but I've saw I the like important it. clips. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really tough, guys, because I feel like the media has taken a really... They, they took a lot, and I feel, the destruction of Britney Spears, but also the people around her. And, you know... Well, same with Princess Diana, too. Same with mm-hmm. her. And we've seen, I mean, th- there was something going on talking about, you know, when Britney shaved her head and she attacked the paparazzi with the umbrella. And it was like she was going through postpartum depression at the time. What I... And there's so many layers to the hurt and, and what Britney Spears has been through. And I feel mm-hmm. like people who are her fans and who have loved her, we actually kind of owe her at this point. So anything that we can do here at Pride the Podcast, Pride the Series, to support <clears throat> Britney, I want to do. Because it's just like, she, she, I mean, first of all, she reps for the gays. And we've all been concerned about her watching her Instagrams. And it's yeah. like, how long are we going to, I think of Britney as a friend that you see going downhill. You're going to sit around and talk about them forever, or you're going to step up and do what you can to help them. So What I really liked about the podca- uh, podcast, <laughs> about the documentary, was that it's it's a nice representation of the timeline of events because I think that really, for me anyway, made it a lot clearer about the how much how like strenuous her life was. Mm-hmm. Just, just like event after event after event just piling working. on top of her. And when we were alive during this, you know, fiasco, as it were, and I didn't really comprehend like all of the reasons why mm-hmm. or the hows or the whatever. I just knew. Oh, Britney's crazy. Like, mm-hmm. she's going crazy. Yeah. But this this doc did a nice, a nice job of explaining, like, exactly what happened to her, and this caused her to do this, which led to this, and that was before that, and then this led up to that. Mm-hmm. And it was like, oh, it really wasn't her right. fault. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, they talk no. about, like, cause <clears throat> I hadn't got a chance to watch it yet, about how each album that she came out with, like, what she was going through at that time, when, like, there was certain albums, like, they were like, um, oh, like, Blackout, Blackout like, was a response yeah. to... Yeah. They were like, that was crazy for her. And then she right. had, like, each album was, like, very stressful for her. And I just I just feel really bad. And it's like, she doesn't really know who she can trust because at this point, the way it seems like... Well, it's also the finances. That's what right. I'm pissed about. Yeah. yeah. She's not... But she I'm just looks like... It's money. just Mm-mm. sad watching her Instagram. It's like, you want to, like, give her a hug because she just looks defeated. And, and but, like, putting on a show... But it's just like I can see like the dark under your eyes, and like yeah. there's nobody home. Oh no, it's just well, they, a blank they were canvas. saying that and that those are like um, messages of help, like oh secret, yeah, of course, secret messages. Um, they talked about it with the yellow. They said somebody yeah. commented. They said, Brittany, if you are in trouble and you need help, please wear yellow in your next in your next uh, video. And she wore yellow. She said, yellow is my favorite color. But did you see Sam Iscari, who's extremely sexy, her boyfriend mm-hmm. spoke out and he was like, yeah, he fuck her daddy, fuck this. And um, Kevin Ferline also spoke out and he was just like, let me just tell y'all something. Like, Britney was going through this like the whole time with her family and people thought I was the bad person. He said, literally, when her daddy put his hands on my, me and Britney's kids, that was like the line draw. Like, Britney's son, if y'all remember, came out and spoke out and was just like, yo, fuck my grandpa. Like, they're trifling with my mama. Like, so... Why is we, nobody holding him accountable? We, we ignored <laughs> all of that. I mean, because actually, I think that we He's have rich been, and white. Well, that... Well, very that. But we've That's been... That's number one. But we <laughs> ignore when children of celebrities come out and talk. Something else that I wanted uh-huh. to kind of bring to the table. You know, Claudia Conway is going to be on the new season of American Idol. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. Um... 
And she gets on there. She's just like, I'm the daughter of these two fools. And Kelly's like, Doug's okay, right? Uh, Doug is... Doug is... Is that his name? No, right? George comes. George. 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 Doug is the, the other... Doug is the, the first gentleman. Let's right. not confuse them. Well, um, George is somewhat sane. Yeah. Right. But, she, but it's it's crazy, you know, after what we talked about in the previous podcast of what she went through and her breast being exposed or a nude picture uh, by her mother in a fleet. I just think that sometimes we have to look at the parents of these celebrities. And what I have to do is, you know, give a shout out to those parents that, that really have it, you know. Um, give a special sh- sh- shout out. The, 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 the Maori's parents, you know. I feel like Tia and Tamara and Taj, their mother, like, they took care of their kids. They didn't have Raven any, Simone. Yeah. Raven Simone, her mother took care. Like, they didn't get their kids into any shit that we can sit here and talk about, you know. Unfortunately, Hillary Duff. Hillary Duff. You don't hear <laughs> shit from her. Um, and I, and Kyla Pratt, again, like those people mm-hmm. who we saw grow up in front of our eyes that you didn't hear from, even as crazy as her brother is, <clears throat> Candace Cameron Bure, like their parents took care of them growing up in the Hollywood spotlight. And I think that that's very important. So it just really sucks. Uh, yeah, it's very sad. And like whenever the like, um, oh, actually, you know who else needs to be held responsible? Justin. Diane. Oh. Not West. What is her fucking name? Weast. The, I love the, that. The, the interviewer. Yeah, Kingdom. Diane. Diane. Mm-hmm. Crack is whack. Crack is whack. Diane. Diane. Sawyer. 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 <laughs> Thank you. What wow, happened? Wow, wow. She's like a big reason why, like you know. Well, I mean, according to this documentary, documentary, like she is, you know, was asking her all these questions, like, oh, do you want the media to leave you alone? And she's just like breaking down, and it's like, oh yeah, and then. She, she asked her a question about Justin. She Justin. said, so, do you, do, Justin wrote this song about you, like, how you feel, like, listen. Yeah, and then she yeah. asked Whitney that, during that interview, was like, do you do crack? She was like, yeah. Man, crack is like, of course she was high as shit then, but that's none <laughs> well, of your you, business. As a journalist, you <laughs> had to answer those questions. That's the hard-hitting question. Well, that's yeah, not even a hard-hitting yeah. question. Well, it's I think as a journalist, you right. are you still, high? I think she still should be held responsible for the way her mental health there's literally a, just absolutely not there's okay well, no no there is a way i think mm. that it, it starts with the team why would you send somebody out who's suffering from uh mental illness which you know later on we have hannah rad coming on and we're going to talk about all of her work with the mental health and stuff that she's done but why why would you send someone who has mental issues into a hard-hitting interview like that where it's like 2020 let's talk about this and uh, Brittany wasn't ready for that Whitney was not ready for that but I understand what you're saying Brayden like we don't want to blame them but there is some the, the media has been a problem in that regard and there has to be a way that they're respectful but you know what I think the people that were famous like in the 80s and the 90s like they were kind of set up for failure whereas nowadays where you have social media and uh, People are more prepared, I feel like, mm-hmm. to handle the media and to protect themselves. And, mm-hmm. you know, like, back then it was just like, oh, I'm being ambushed right now. But now, if you were to become a celebrity, you would kind of expect those things. Yeah, we'll be, because we'll be, there is that layer sure. of our life mm-hmm. now that is social media and your mm-hmm. perception. Mm-hmm. Well, we'll be talked about. Yeah, you're, you're living it all the time. Yeah. 
Whoopi talked about it on The View because a lot of people were upset the past two weeks uh, because it came out that uh, current President Joe Biden and his team get their questions ahead of time. Yeah. And people felt like, well, why is it that they're getting their questions ahead of time? And Whoopi spoke and she said, listen, a lot of people that mm-hmm. we interview on this show, she said, everybody, we do questions ahead of time. They so do pre-interviews. Way, uh, so, so that way, yeah, they do pre-interviews so that way that there's no people issues. People just don't There's know. no, lo- yeah, they, after working just, like in, in TV production, it's just like, uh, most stuff is like very, very prepared, even in reality. TV. Yeah. It's like very rehearsed, very outlined. Like right. we don't want to leave gaps. You leave very little room to just kind of like wing it. The follow up <laughs> questions are where it's not necessarily prepared as much. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you but, know. you know, some people Just don't. Just take it from us, us media professionals. <laughs> we know everything. <laughs> and with that, we'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Hello and welcome back. Welcome back. We are so excited to have with us host and a TV producer with a little splash of DJ up in there, <laughs> Hannah Rad. Hello, Hannah. Hi, Hannah. I like the uh, the air horn sound. We have a big production budget over right. here. Right. 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 All right. sorts of horns going. <laughs> it sounds like your budget's about as big as mine. <laughs> so where are you based? Where are you right now? I'm in Los Angeles now, born and raised on the East Coast, spent a ton of years in New York, London, Australia, you name it. I've been all over the world, but LA is home now. Okay. Awesome. Travel. Okay. <laughs> I wish I was in LA. We're based in New York and there's literally like snow mounds on the ground. It's very I miss cool. it like for about 20 seconds every day. And then I see people shivering and I was like, ooh, it's cold in LA. It's 60 today. Oh, <laughs> oh, my, God. oh my God. I would love for it to be than a witch's tip. I miss, I miss like a pool or something like in Ooh, LA. I would right. just love to do that. How have you been doing since? Um, obviously, we've been in a pandemic for the past what now feels like 100 years. Mm-hmm. Um, how have you been doing through all of that? Were you in LA the whole time or did you get that? Were you trying to travel and find a place to rest in between them? I actually, I flew back to LA from Australia the day before everything in LA shut down. I basically had to leave because the borders were closing. They were like, we don't want you here. Go back to the States. <laughs> and then when I, as soon as I landed back in LA, everything shut down, which immediately stopped all work. Yeah. And pretty mm-hmm. quickly, because I'm in music and television and live events, festivals, everyone had to quickly pivot and be nimble about turning their in-person events into something lucrative. So for me, I kind of didn't miss a beat. I was able to focus on some more projects that I was able to produce and create myself, but I've been very fortunate and blessed. And I know that not a lot of people have been. And so I wouldn't take a step or a breath without being implicitly grateful for every opportunity that I've had over the past year. I think it's given me a great bit of optimism and also some time to focus on the things that matter um but in terms of like personally going through it i mean i moved halfway through the pandemic and lockdown i was like i'm not gonna live in hollywood anymore because i don't need to be near any studios so i moved out to the beach and I essentially am like out on the sand in the water like two, three times a day and in between bitch. meetings and working. Like, <laughs> you lucky bitch. Nature's, nice. Nature's way nicer than being gridlocked when you don't have to be. For real. That's yeah. right. That's amazing. That's great, though. So, so Hannah, you're a host and a TV producer and a DJ, of course. Mm-hmm. But also you are like a huge mental health advocate. I mean, you have your YouTube series, Sorry to Keep You Waiting. And then also you just partnered with Complex 
and you have your new Twitch series, The Daily Drips. So you're almost like an Oprah in a sense. <laughs> yeah, where... it into existence, manifest okay. that. How did you like come to be all of that in one human being? Well, I think it's just generally born within me. I'm a Capricorn, so if we have one job, we have 10. I mean, I love working and it's basically, it's it's a blessing and a curse where it's hard for us to kind of separate our personal from the professional when things get intertwined so much because work becomes whom we are. But like I said, over lockdown and being able to take a step back, really focus on the things that are important, I realized that not only my mental health, but being an advocate for it and speaking vulnerably and open about it was something that I wanted to incorporate into one, if not all of the many jobs that I I place upon my shoulders. Mm -hmm. So it's important for me to connect with my audience, not not only in an authentic way in terms of the stories I tell and the interviews I give and and host events with other individuals, but then also to share a little bit more about me because everyone sees me in this capacity where they're like, oh my God, you have the best job in the world. You interviewed Brianna and you spoke with JLo and like all these cool things. And yes, I am very fortunate in that, but that's only like, 30 seconds out of a 24 hour day that you get to Mm -hmm. see there's a lot of hard work that goes into it and you know earlier today even you know getting dragged on twitter i thought this was justin bieber and i was like come up with a new joke justin hasn't even looked like this in five years (laughs) (laughs) but like so a lot of people don't always see the other end of it because they Mm -hmm. only see you know what we want to put on social media what gets broadcasted or the glossy fun five minutes of airtime that get shown to the world. And I wanted to kind of peel back the curtain, just be like, yo, on top of all this, I am a real person and I struggle and I survive and I thrive just as much as anyone else does. So kind of giving a glimpse into that mental health journey and just showing people what I go through and what works for me was super important to me. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you feel like COVID kind of was a blessing in disguise as far as like discovering like more about your mental health and and sharing it with the world i think yeah it's definitely been something like i said every day has been a blessing and an opportunity and i try to look for the optimism in it and i don't take anything for granted or discount the travesty that a lot of people have suffered with and their families have gone through but i've been very fortunate enough to be able to continue to work and be able to focus on my mental health and my professional goals all the same so yeah i do look at it like hey, I was able to take a pause, take a beat and be like, okay, what is important? And let Mm -hmm. me discuss this with the world and not be so reserved about it because we're all going through something. Like this is not exclusive to any one person. Like everybody kind of got shut down and affected immediately. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I was just saying that. I was just like, you know, today was a day where I was like, wow, we're really in this pandemic and can't really go anywhere. So I guess I'm just going to sit here and just, stare out the window. <laughs> I was saying earlier, I had like not a so great day. I was mm-hmm. having like a blue day and I was mm-hmm. laying in bed and then I was scrolling as usual. And then I was, this this dude I follow was posting all these like fitness videos and inspiration videos. And I was just like, you know what? I was like, I ain't got shit else to do. So I was like, let me just go for a walk, mm-hmm. clear my head, get some fresh air. And then yeah, I ended up like walking four miles. It was great, it was wonderful. It helps. It yeah. does help. It really like the endorphins kicked in. Mm-hmm. It was like, okay, everything's not so bad. You know? Yeah, it definitely is. And I had a similar experience and that's kind of how the, the web series started. Sorry to keep you waiting. I had a really shitty day, uh, mid-July. And it wasn't just pandemic related, but I think that put a bigger focus on just everything that I've been holding back. 
And I woke up the next morning and I was like, I don't want to feel like shit anymore after spending yeah. the whole prior day basically in bed. And so got up, got in the car, started driving. And I was like, wait a second, there's something to this. Let me go visit these beautiful places in California and talk and tell my story. So it was just that matter of like, I had seen something recently in this woman that I follow, Mel Robbins. She has this technique where she's like, basically count backwards from five and then just do whatever it is that you've been procrastinating. You count back and you say five, four, three, two, one. Okay, I'm gonna get up and get my day started. <laughs> Once you give yourself that count up, you gotta start acting on it. You can't just sit there and do nothing. Yeah. It's the simple little technique where you're just like, all right. Slower. Once you're like ready, set, go, <laughs> you gotta go. Right, you know? right. right. <laughs> Ooh, that is anxiety inducing, but also <laughs> very, you know, it, it's it a takes self, a second, for sure. right? But it's like a self motivator and mm -hmm. like something there to like, you know, what is the word? Oh God. Um, it gives you kind of, a, it gives you a kind of a kick in the pants and it gives you something right. to look forward to. And I think that when you are, when you have that moment of counting back, it's like, all right, I'm, you're, you're getting yourself up for something. I think what fighters sometimes do when they're in the ring, they're like, all right, I'm about to do this. I'm about to go down. You so gotta like, you got to have me because if you're not your own biggest cheerleader, then who else is going to be that? So I think that that's really important. Uh, unfortunately, mm -hmm. a lot of people are still kind of going through the emotional stress of this pandemic and what's going on. Yeah. And, you know, we say daily, it's like, damn, I could have been doing that this whole pandemic. Well, I didn't do it. So, all right. But yeah, that doesn't exactly. mean that you should get hard on your, down, down on yourself. Like, you know, build yourself up to it at some point. Yeah, absolutely. You got it. Like you said, you got to be your own biggest cheerleader. I went into this year and I don't really look at it like I have to make a resolution just because it's January 1st. But I was like, let me clear my mentality and be like, how do I approach every situation now? And yeah. I was like, man, forget all the negative. You are not going to find someone who loves themselves more than I do. And I don't mean that in a cocky sense. I'm going to yeah. be like, I got yeah. love, light, positivity, and joy to share. Yeah. And there's no time to even focus on the negative stuff. Yes, there is terrible things going on in the world, but approaching it with love and positivity, not only for yourself, but for everybody else involved, for me, is implicitly important. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Amen to that. Agreed. So you seem very like spiritually fit and mm -hmm. wise, and I'm not sure how old you are, and I'm not going to ask, but <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you. You want to guess? I'll guess. Uh -oh. Go ahead. I love this. Um, I was going to say 27. I love you. What is? <laughs> how old are you? I turned, so my birthday was in January, January 3rd. I turned 39. Wow. wow. Okay. Oh, that's the reaction I wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Work. That was the. I was gonna say thirty-one at top. At, at top. Yeah. Wow. That's how you look. Yeah. If, if I showed y'all a picture of me ten years ago, I looked worse then than I do now. I've, I've started to focus that? on health and fitness. Oh. And don't mind me. I eat my sugars and I have a glass of wine every now and again. But like, I just wasn't taking care of myself mentally or physically yeah. about a decade yeah. ago. And as someone who's always played sports and been fit, I just came to this point where I was so burnt out by everything. Living in New York, I feel like we put a lot of like self-imposed stress and hustle on ourselves that we're always climbing and scratching. Even if we're not competing with anyone else, it's like you just always have to keep going. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I hit this burnout point when I was in New York. And I'm not saying it got better just because I moved to LA, but the more I started to travel and take a step back and 
remove myself from the, the pressures that I was putting on myself, I could focus on the things that were making me feel and look better. I promise you, I should dig it up. These pictures of me from like 10 years ago, you'd be like, who is that girl? That ain't the same person. Post yeah. it, post yeah. it on your Insta. Yes. I mean, that was... I'm gonna have to, that's gonna, that's gonna be a wild throwback. People are gonna be like, you, you goofy, you lying to me. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's literally, there's that challenge going on now, like where you were and where you are now. So yeah. that'd be perfect. I mean, listen, people have always said that New York moves at this specific speed mm -hmm. while LA when you and honestly we go to LA a lot to visit and when I land in LA no joke it feels relaxed all of a sudden it's like yeah. everybody's I up, up I wake up early everybody's like yo what's up and then I mean we trick ourselves into waking up early because in reality I'm waking up at nine but it's just like but it, it just has a much more relaxed which is weird because everyone in LA everywhere you go you ask them what do you do and they're like I'm a performer and this is what I do. And I don't know, it's, it's weird because it would seem like it would be more competitive in a way, but it's just like, everyone's just real chill when you get to LA. So I, I feel- Yeah, it's, it's funny because moving from New York to LA, like the joke that I kept making to people, I was like, yeah, you might think there's a lot of air pollution here, but I can breathe much easier when I'm in LA. Like, yeah, yeah. that's so true. Thing where it's like, it is a slower pace where my hustle in New York was, I gotta have four or five meetings a day, run on a subway, get here, there, whatever. A busy day in LA pre-pandemic for me was like, if I had one meeting a day, I was crushing it because everything yeah. kind of moves at a slightly slower pace. Yeah. So my hustle worked really well for me here in LA to be able to still accomplish things I wanted to do, but not with this like internalized pressure I was putting on myself. Like y'all wouldn't see it on the outside, but like inside I'm like, in New York for those past few years that I was there, just clawing, scratching, just fighting to, to maintain. You have to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty tired. <laughs> he wants to move to LA. If you have, no, any, I, if you I, have any locations out there, let us know. We'll love know, to move in. The beach, next to the you, beach is about to move in. Yeah, move in. Yeah, you got extra room. We'll move in, girl. Okay. Yeah, let's go. Let's go. Right. <laughs> I'll drop a pin for you. Thank you. Yes. I love that. So I know you were speaking on, um, you know, using the motivator of like five, four, three, two, one. Mm -hmm. um, what would be your advice for someone who, like for me, especially who struggles with like fitness inspiration? Mm -hmm. Like mm -hmm. I have my little bursts like today and everything like that, but what really drives you? Like what do you, what helps you? I think it's just the, the discipline of doing something a little bit every day and not necessarily looking at what anybody else is doing. Like you said, if it's a walk, you go for a couple miles, great. If you get up and do 10 sit-ups, that's more than you did if you didn't do it. Like mm -hmm. it's consistency in doing just a little bit every day. And it doesn't have to be this continual routine where you're breaking a full sweat, working out two, three hours, seven days a week, just a little something. And then eventually you're going to hit the rhythm. Like I said, I played sports growing up. I played lacrosse in college where you're just working out from morning to night in between classes. When I moved to New York, I fell out of love with like taking care of myself because I was so burnt out. And I went yeah. years without stepping foot in the gym. And until I started to integrate just small things every day, it kickstarted that rhythm. And I think that's true of anything, not just with fitness. If you want to read more books, read two pages today, read three pages tomorrow. And once mm -hmm. you get in that cyclical pattern of it, you're going to keep up with it. Yeah. That's great advice. I'm going to take, I'm going to use that. No, it is because sometimes when yeah. something's such I want 10 crunches tomorrow. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you got it. No, we should really do that. I used to mm -hmm. do that when I was working at um, Eastern, when I was doing Love and Hip Hop in the office. Mm -hmm. Every hour, we would do like five to 10 uh, push ups. And we were like, well, all right, everybody get down. And it really did. does help to do it like in those little tiny bursts. 
It just we I, I used to work at um, Revolt and I was working under Puff for many years and it was like this constant grind of just nonstop whatever and then I would get people together and be like all right guys break for a second we need a mental break let's go twenty pushups everybody in a circle let's go no matter how fast or slow it takes you to do it just go and do it clears the mind and then you get back to work and you can get back on your grind so I feel yeah. like that's something that's super important again it's just something little every day to do and it gets you ready mentally and physically. Yeah. I mean, it's important. I think that especially with this year, a lot of people have transitioned to working at home. Um, yeah. So trying to find those moments where you can still be active. I mean, I've been working at home since I was telling Ashley the other day and Brayden, like we, we hadn't really stopped working, even though we're yeah. at home. And a lot of, yeah. you know, people, they took breaks and work, you know, for whatever needed to be happening if the job closed down or what have you. But it was crazy because it's like, even though I'm home, I tricked myself into thinking like, oh, I don't need to take PTO days. I don't need to take extra yeah. work days. And my job was mm -hmm. like, you do need to take PTO days because if you're doing what you're supposed to be doing and you're actually still working from home, which, you know, some days <laughs> yeah. I'm talking, but <laughs> some days, some days I'll take a nap. I don't know. But for the most part, they're, I mean, we still need to act like we're at work. And one of my bosses said, which is easier said than done. It's like, if you wake up, get breakfast, take a shower as though and get dressed as though you were going to work and go to your desk, you'll still feel good. I said, yeah, well, that's easier said than done because I was still walking into work late. So I don't know how you feel about that. <laughs> so, it, it really depends. You know, baby steps. Baby, baby steps. Step. Step. I'm working on it. <laughs> But yeah, like, see, I feel you on that though. I have a friend who was chilling with me the other the morning. We were like hanging out all weekend, come crash, whatever. I wake up in the morning. It's Monday morning. It's like 8 a.m. I'm like already dressed, shoes on, ready to go, making coffee, ready to do. And she's looking at me and she's like, you're so weird. Why you got your shoes on? It's early in the morning. I was like, this is my routine. I act as if I would if I was going to an office, going to a studio. Yep. I get up and I get dressed every single day. And sometimes it's sweatpants and that's fine, but I'm still dressing like a full fit. Like you're going to find me head to toe, top, bottoms, socks, underwear shoes everything <laughs> like everything is together because it gets me in the right state of mind to be like okay i am this is like business work mode yes yeah. i'm at home but i can still get my stuff done and that for me like much like the fitness it's that routine where i'm like all right this is the thing that's going to kickstart me yeah hannah as you've been on your spiritual journey i'm curious to know when was like the first point of your life where you realized that there with something bigger than yourself? Mm, that's a good question. Mm -hmm. I feel like, I mean, for many years, and especially in New York, like everyone in New York and LA has been to therapy or multiple times seen different therapists or whatever. And I would do it and I would just kind of toy with it. I was like the number one bullshit artist with it. I would sit there <laughs> and I would lie my face off to the therapist. Hey, how's everything today, Hannah? Oh, oh everything's great. Yeah, fine, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I really, like stepped back. And I do feel that like, maybe it wasn't the first time, but a very significant time was earlier in, in lockdown. Um, when I was able to, to talk to my therapist via the phone or via a Zoom call, for some reason that made things so much easier where I was like, okay, there's something so much bigger than me, but I can just zone in right here and talk to someone, no judgments. Because for me, it was like going to therapy, picking up, pulling away out of my time, out of my day, going to your office and paying you money. For me, I was like, fuck this shit. I ain't <laughs> I'm already annoyed that I'm here and taking time to come to you to tell you all my problems. Right. As soon as things were able to be a little bit more convenient, I was like, you know what? There's nothing holding me back at this point. I ain't going to waste totally nobody's time. It's, str it's, it's strange that like 
the therapist that I work with now, as soon as we got on the phone for the first time, literally he's like, hey, I started bawling. I was like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm being real with myself for once. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, it wasn't the first time that I had this great like spiritual awakening. It was this moment where I'm like, okay, this is the thing that is that that helps that like there's no time to waste to be inauthentic with anybody else, let alone yourself. Mm-hmm. Very that. Very that. Like connecting yeah. via this way I mean, even the way we're doing it now like it almost yeah. feels like you're here because it's, a, it's depending on the person you're talking to another and it's like such good energy uh coming from you now i want to shift gears for like a little second because i think that you and i might have probably crossed paths so you dj'd over at ultra in <laughs> miami is that correct i did okay I did. yo listen i was at ultra and it was <laughs> out of control and i'm pretty sure <laughs> that i remember seeing i was just like oh too cool as fuck. It was like, um, I can't remember all the artists that were there that particular year, but they hadn't done Ultra, I think, in two years now. Well, obviously last year because of Corona yeah. and then the year before it's been they- a few years since I've been there. Yeah, and they yeah. moved it, I think, uh, two years ago or something to like a different location, but yeah, you know, Ultra was lit. And <laughs> whenever life starts back up, I expect to see you back at Ultra because yes. um, that would be fun. I hope so. Oh but man, what- that year I had like the worst set time ever. It was like, 12 noon on a Sunday, like all the raves on okay. were out. There was like That's nobody there, but like like 10 I, people like at the start of the set. I was like, well, it's it's still ultra. It's lit. And I mean it was it was such a good time. It was my first time literally experiencing something like that. And that kind of brings to my question: like, what is your favorite? <clears throat> like place that you spend that like what like I don't care who's feeling your hurt like what was your favorite <laughs> place that you've ever spent that that you really felt like oh this is like I, I see the audience reaction and everybody loves it like what was your favorite time um there's two so I used to have a residency at Mr. Purple in New York yes. um so that that place was amazing the crowd was receptive the staff would get in on I could play like anything like I could rock that crowd playing Britney Spears all night I could rock it playing all hip-hop on it it didn't matter they were just such a super receptive crowd to having a drink having a dance and just a good time so that place is really special to me but then I've been fortunate enough to DJ in Switzerland like on the shore of Lake Geneva to a crowd of like 10,000 people just wow. looking at the Alps and looking at the lake. Uh, I'm like, I get chills thinking about like, I'm very blessed in the places that I've been able to travel and be at. Like, it's been incredible. And also, wait, and there's one more. There was a party in Australia last year, right before the pandemic hit. And it was this like huge all girl party. And I was playing as if like, I don't know, like on some other level, like something <laughs> overtook my body. And I was like, <laughs> I, well, listen, as soon as we get out of this damn pandemic and the first place you play it, we're there. Hopefully, yes. hopefully I'm going to put this to. out there now. Hopefully you're playing at L.A. Pride. Hopefully so that's- so. Well, listen, in, I've played L.A. Pride before. I've done New York. I've done them all. But in the meantime, as a creative outlet, what I've found, something that I've been able to do, I DJ almost every day on my Twitch right now. Yep. Even if it's just for an hour, it's just an outlet and a release for me to not think about the the minutia of like business work and stuff that I need to do as much as I love what I do sometimes I need an outlet I've been killing like literally yesterday I did a three-hour set I literally just got off a set before I jumped on with all y'all because I was like yeah. well, let me just squeeze one in real quick yeah um, that's awesome while we might not have in-person events you can catch it on my twitch at almost any day of the week what's your twitch where can we find your twitch uh, it's twitch.tv slash dj hannah rad 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're gonna do it, and I'm gonna get like a Friday night when we're watching Drag Race. We're gonna plug <laughs> it up, and then we're gonna dance around our living room. Yeah. Yeah. You go. I got you on the commercial breaks. Yeah. <laughs> If it's live, then I definitely meet some commercials. I'll put on a little song and just like, you know, we vibe out. Got it. I got you. I, <laughs> I miss the club. I do yeah. too. Well, that wasn't even a big club head, but like I do. Just yeah, our music I, festivals for I sure. sure. I miss going to concerts. For sure. Hannah, we're going to still like follow you on Instagram so we can figure out where you're playing next and kind of like stalk you once the world gets back to normal. <laughs> oh, I stalked you today. I'm, I'm entirely stalkable. Little... Stalk I did. Yeah. I saw your little busted challenge. I said, ah, okay. <laughs> no, you look real good. I said, okay, Shrand, I see okay. you doing it. <laughs> it looks great. You have to tempt me twice with getting in my underwear on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> we we need to do the silhouette challenge. I'm trying to do the silhouette challenge, but see, I'm nasty. And if I do the challenge, no, silhouette I, challenge, no, you you good. Anyone can do the silhouette challenge. I'm here for all of it. But I gotta yeah. tell you, Loki, I got like real excited because I did the silhouette challenge in my Fenty, and then Rihanna and her team found it and they posted it up next to hers. I about died. Yes. Yeah. Oh my god. It's come through, Miss Robin Fenty. Oh, yes. Yes. Love Fenty. Is Robin Fenty looking at me in my undies right now. <laughs> Like, she knows she like what she sees. She do like what she sees. <laughs> I I so. One day, one day, manifest that. Yeah. <laughs> manifest. We got Oprah and Robin. Right, right. Yes. So before we let you go, though, I'll I do have one, one quick question. Um, what does Pride mean to you? You know, our show is called Pride, the series, or Pride series and Pride the podcast. Um, but I just want to know what Pride means to you. Pride for me means just being honest, just being me. I'm goofy as hell. I'm dumb. I tell bad dad jokes and I own every second of it. And <laughs> I'm proud of who I am each and every day. Like I said earlier, like you won't find someone who's a bigger number one cheerleader than I am of myself. Cause like I own who I am through and through in every single capacity. Y'all want to catch me in a t-shirt and some big baggy jeans today? I'm proud to wear that. I was in a dress earlier on a show with some big ass hoops and my nails done did. Like I am proud of every aspect of me, every second of the day. Yes. Okay. Amen. And that's on period. Amen. Amen. <laughs> I love that. Well, thanks, Hannah. Thank you so You're much. Amazing. You are so cool. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, and please come back and visit our table anytime. We would love to keep up with you. And our audience can find out more about you. And where can our audience find you on social media? Hannah Rad everywhere. I love okay. that. That's so fucking easy, rad. Easy. That's so rad. Love that. <laughs> None of this underscore Everybody was mad because they didn't think it. We love you, Hannah. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> Hannah Rad was so rad and like so cute. Yeah, yeah. she was super cool. It's like, yeah, such a hang out. Very like chill. Mm-hmm. So wise and spiritual mm-hmm. and of them. And I love like that her and I have both went to Ultra and like did that. Like as she was, I mean, I was in the audience a fool and she was DJing. So um, (laughs) I can't wait till after all of this is over, we hopefully be able to link up and DJ. And guys, remember, check her out on her Twitch because 
is fire. She's yeah, Hannah Rad everywhere. I wanted to ask her more about that because, like, I see a lot of gamers yeah. use Twitch because uh-huh. they like screw, uh, stream themselves like playing video games. Right. It's just like them hanging out playing uh, video games. So it's like One Instagram of my Live, but yes. I'm pretty sure it's probably a lot more lax because Instagram Live be taking. Uh, videos down for just you have something barely playing if your roommate has some music playing and it's caught on your live boom you don't have you don't have the clearance so now you have so they're asking everyone um when you do that to post and say i do not own the rights to this music like Mm -hmm. when you're posting that really is ugly on a post it's it really so ugly on the post. It's so wordy. And <laughs> I was like, but you gotta do that. But you gotta well, do it. Like, the reason I don't know about it is because, like, Delta Work, I follow her. And Delta like, Who? Oh, Delta Work. <laughs> I see her lives and stuff, and it's always, she's always like, well, I'll do a second one, but it's not gonna be as long because they decided to delete the other one, and I, there's nothing I can do. That really, really and sucks. Then, yeah, because it's always like an hour or two. Her just like bullshit, and she's got music playing. But does it, it, it doesn't automatically save. No, right, yeah. So when she finishes Ugh. it, it's like, you don't have the clearance for this. Or, yeah. And, yeah. And it's still delete it. I really hate that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm still sober. <laughs> it's been 20 You're minutes. Like, update. It's been 20 minutes. It's been 20 minutes, but Brayden has been drinking tea. I want to let yeah. everyone know he is doing so well. It doing is. great, I, and, I've, and I've tried to tempt him. <laughs> I have been the serpent in the Garden of Eden just slithering. But I... Darrell is Ka. I'm Ka. From Jungle Book. Yeah, that's me. Jesus is, is trust within. Trust in me. me. No. <laughs> no, and Brayden and, and Brayden Mowgli running around naked with underwear. No, Mowgli. Yeah. No. <laughs> I'm going to try to drop some LBs, then I'll be running around naked. Okay. Yeah, your little loincloth remember in college? Yes, Adam. I thought I was so skinny. Yeah, I was. I was looking at pictures. I was looking at pictures the other day, and I showed a friend there. I was like, "You look so different." I was like, "That's interesting." Yeah, we all look a little different. Yeah, I'm still the same bad bitch though. The same black bitch. And speaking of black, I was gonna say that leads to be my next segment. It's my new segment. It's a new segment. What is it, Adam? Black fat. <laughs> that jingle is coming along. It's my favorite. It's, it's great. So today we are going to continue honoring uh, people of the past of African American who have definitely paved the way. Mm-hmm. And who are we going to honor first, guys? Um, I can go first. Yes. Okay. So I want to talk about Bessie Coleman. Mm-hmm. Any okay, y'all heard of her? No. I okay. Haven't. Well, let me tell you. Tell me. P. Sherman, forty-two. No. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> I always got to stick it in there. (laughs) So Bessie Coleman was the first African-American licensed pilot. Really? Yeah, she was. And so, and which is crazy because even despite all of that, she wasn't recognized as a pioneer until after she died. And so, you know, right through history, we hear about Amelia Earhart Mm -hmm. and, and the Wright brothers, but she went to paved the way for the Tuskegee Airmen, the Blackbirds, and the Flying Hobos. Okay. Okay. And she actually went to, because there wasn't any opportunity in America, she got her license and went to flight school in France. Wow. Wow. She she, she was serious about this. Yeah. She came back and her nickname was Queen Bess or Brave Bessie. Brave Bessie. Mm -hmm. Queen Bess. Okay. Come on, Queen. (laughs) Queen. Hey, Queen. So... 
yeah, like that's something we never talk about, but we need to hear about these first because yeah. they really open up so many doors for so many people and opportunities and well i mean what something that you said and talking about her like we don't we hear about amelia we're taught about amelia Earhart in school we know that that bitch was never found we talk about the Wright brothers and we talk about also now at this point we're talking about um what is it the bitch from the Nef- tiger king <laughs> not the husband, bitch yeah <laughs> Carol that Baskin. bitch, Carol Baskin. Uh, that bitch, Carol Baskin, whose husband <laughs> is just missing in the air. So it's just like, we talk about these people, and it's like, this is history that we mm-hmm. don't hear about so often. That we're not taught. Mm-hmm. I was going to say, did y'all see about Utah's bullshit? That what? parents are now allowed to have mm-hmm. their children opt oh, out yeah. of black history? Oh, yeah. I saw yes, that. I saw that. But, yes. I want, but I want to give a special <laughs> shout out to And the, then I, I retweeted that, and I said, well, can I opt, opt out of math? Like, I want to opt out absolutely. of every... Yeah, like, so it's like, just like English. discriminate. Like, it's like, okay, yeah. Just, just will encourage that. It's just like, why is that an option? Right. Can I opt out of when we learn about Christopher Columbus? Right. <laughs> I mean... No. Uh, yeah. <sighs> I mean, I, you know, the Housewives of Salt Lake City uh, spoke out against it, at least uh, Meredith Marks and also Heather Gay. They were like, this is no, this isn't okay. Like, black history is a part of our history. And I'm like, to see, like, two white women um, speak out, I'm like, that's great. Like, like, what's going on to the point where you want to bury black history, you want to bury LGBTQ history? Like, that That to me just seems insane. And even I remember in the history No books, wonder history was boring. It, Right. I mean, you, you're talking about, just white, about men. white people. It was about and, a bunch and not of even white people, people, just white men. Because even the women's yeah. section, the women's suffrage movement was you're just right. a little bit of paragraph. I don't even know if we learned about that. I, I learned a little <laughs> paragraph not. about the women's su- suffrage movement, and I remember that a couple of girls in my class wanted to go out and like do this, like like portray these women on stage and like read these poems, and they were like, "Nah, sit down." And it, it was just really crazy. I mean, I really wish that the rest of the world would pick up. Yeah. That's a damn shame. So my pick for the week is John Mercer Linkson. Okay. He is the first black man to become a lawyer. Wow. Where he passed the bar in Ohio in 1854. Wow. And then he was elected to the post of town clerk for his little town in Ohio in 1855. (laughs) And he was one of the first African Americans ever elected to public office in America. Wow. Wow. And least not ye forget. (laughs) John Mercer Langston was also the great uncle of Langston Hughes. Wow. Oh. Weren't you just saying that? Yeah. Yep. Langston, Langston Hughes. Hughes uh-huh. Who grew up in Harlem. Nice. And see, we don't... I'm sorry. We just don't learn about this. No. Like, you have to research it, which nobody cares about in general. Mm. Black people, black history, black so they're not going to do it. And this history just gets lost. I'll go next. Okay. So I want to speak on Jesse Owens because I've been like on this like athlete. Yes, Jesse Owens. Right. So he was the first, he was a track and field athlete who set a world record in the long jump at the Olympic Games in Berlin, which is already a feat in itself because he was in Berlin during World War II. Yikes. Right. And it's like, okay. Why did they do that? I don't know. Why did they have the Olympic Games in Berlin during World War II? I don't know. Right. Anyway, he won Who four knows? gold medals at the Olympics, and now he received the Presidential Medal of Freedom and was posthumously yeah. awarded the Congressional Gold Medal in 1990. Okay. So yeah, you know, he was out there doing that. He was doing big teams. Just opening doors. Yeah. You know? And now, he said, come on through. We talked a little bit earlier about Colin Kaepernick. Anytime people of color kind of make a statement or speak out, there's always kind of some pushback. And like, now we finally got to this point in 2021 where we know the pushback 
absolutely stems from racism. It has nothing to do with a flag. It has nothing mm-hmm. to do with a position or a belief or a or kneeling or kneeling. It has nothing to do with that. And, you know, I, I think that that was actually the start of, like we talked about with Colin, of someone revolting against what was happening in the world and the racism that they were experiencing. So I think that that was truly important. And we mm-hmm. have to continue to uh, let those people who are African-American, like, speak out and, like, tell their truths. You know, the person I want to speak about today is my favorite. <laughs> like, <laughs> Say um, more Claire Durrell, Ariana Grande. Um, right. No, Loretta Divine. Like, she is absolutely... Pioneer. I love her. And also, she's from Houston, Texas. So let's point Mm -hmm. that out. Oh, also, Bessie Coleman was from Atlanta, Texas. I love that. Atlanta's near me. You know, when in school, when they were like, You want to go to Atlanta? I was like, How the fuck are we going to get to Georgia on a weekend? (laughs) And they were like, No fool, Atlanta, Texas. I was like, Oh, "Oh, shit. That's not far from us. Yeah. Uh, You said it with the country accent. No, no, so Loretta Devine, she rose to fame playing the original role. um, of Laurel Robinson in Dream Girls. Um, you will notice, most of you probably have seen the movie uh, with Anika Nani Rose. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Loretta is uh, quite the singer. I love Loretta. Uh, let me get confirmation. Ashley, she a good singer? Yeah. All right, cool. I have to always <laughs> check with Ashley to make sure, she right, make sure I'm right on that. Um, she also recurred in Boston Public uh, and also Different World. And also she had an Emmy for Grey's Anatomy most recently, where she won the Primetime Award for Outstanding Guest Actress in a Drama Series, where she played Adele Weber. Um, and I thought her role in that was so great. They didn't even show her death, but I remember that. I, I remember I that scene. That. Mm-hmm. I watched that. I it, she it was, was, in it. She it was, was so phenomenal. Yeah. But Boston Public is what really launched her. I love Boston Public. I So also, <laughs> what's her, Michael Rappaport was on Boston Public. Um, the uh, Cara Deliza, who played, Fiona and the show So Weird on Disney. Yeah, she was so also weird. in there. She was That's pregnant. So weird. That's so weird. Um, so that that show was that show was really. I love that show. I used to watch it all the time. Um, but Loretta has had a great to excel. Wait, I was you know I was about to say. Mm. I was excel. like, <laughs> she's so, oh, I hope they watch me walk away. Um, um, Loretta, she's great. And she's actually in a new Netflix series for all of you out there who want to know what she's doing now called Family Reunion that stars uh, Tia Mare, Anthony Alabi, um, herself, and Richard Roundtree, who most of you will know as the original Shaft. Um, and Loretta sure. is great. She sings in it. Um, her sisters are uh, played by um, Jackie Harry and, uh, and, and Thelma, Thelma Hopkins, uh, who portrayed Aunt Rachel in Family Matters. Yes. And so they're they're good. And they give their little sister sister hey, joke. Rachel. It's great. And we and you know spinning off of that a little bit, you guys need to get ready to watch Jackie Harry. Um, she is returning to her roots. Jackie originally starred on Another World back in the day, which was a soap opera that was on NBC. And she is returning starting March to Days of Our Lives, playing a brand new character on contract, a brand new black family that they are bringing to, um, that, you know, they've already seen pushback from a lot of fans who say, we don't want to see a new black family. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I want to let do. people out there know. You're going to see a new black family. She's coming to <laughs> Town with a daughter, she got a pack. She rolling deep. She rolling deep. And and I want to know go. what the figures were I, for her. Um, well, let's just say Christian Alfonso, who played Hope, 
slash Princess Gina is no longer on the show. They said we got to make some cuts because they hope is gone. Hope is gone. Hope is gone. Hope didn't even get a final episode. We saw her crying. All hope is lost. Oh my god. <laughs> Bye hope. I grew up on hope. Yeah. Well, hope is not gone. Speaking of hope, um, I just remember this in Get Out. Mm-hmm. The the dad was like, oh my my father ran against Jesse Owens. Remember, I oh, just yeah, thought yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. When he like crushed because he did the best at the Olympics, of course, in front of Hitler, and so it's just like, get fucked. Speaking of Hitler, <laughs> what Valentine's Day is coming up? Wait, no, 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 no. Wait, before wait, wait before no before we just, get into I, it, just Hitler reminded me. Of well, well, hold on. Before we get into love and Hitler, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> love and, and Hitler. Love and Hitler. That's a musical. I, it really is. <laughs> like, well, wait, wait isn't that from producers? No, it's like springtime. Springtime spring um, with Hitler. <laughs> no one wants him, but you know, um, he was someone who was criticized for his behavior of others. And here lately, we've been who, speaking Hitler? about him. Yeah, because he was awful. Oh, right. right. I was like criticized. Like, yeah. I don't think our listeners need a one on one. No, no. On you, you, right. should, you should like, know he was terrible. Well, I think but, they know. Right. But. <laughs> but. I'm, like, talk, uh, no, what? I'm talking about the treatment of, of people. Juice. And, Choosing oh gays. Choosing gays and anybody, and anybody that was not like, white and blue He didn't like black people either. Yeah, yeah. He, didn't, he didn't like Nobody likes people. us. Right. So. right. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so sad. I don't uh, understand how my brown skin offends you so much. I want to cry so bad. so bad. I want to cry so bad. Like, they get Panini so, they, press. Look, at the Super Bowl, they were so mad. Amanda Gore, and she went and did her, um, she did uh, poetry again, and people were so mad. They were like, hey, all these little black faces. And it's just like, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, but like, uh-huh. right? Like, what? Why, why are they so mad? I don't know. I don't I'm know. like, get fucked. Like, I don't get it. I don't know. I'm so grateful and glad because we're parents, cool. Like what you were saying earlier about like. Parents, <laughs> <laughs> it's true though. Cool and yeah. everything comes from black culture. Everything. Honestly, the don't say black culture started Africa with the big Africa is dicks. the motherland. We all d- like derive from Africa, and everything just kind of Pangea. Mm-hmm. Pangea. Hello. Hello. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, we were like talk- I was saying, uh, what, we, what Darrell was talking about earlier about like having your parents raise you right or whatever. I'm glad I was raised right and mm-hmm. it was never an issue. I was never like taught racism or like mm-hmm. bigotry or anything like that. And yeah. it was just like, because oh, I mean, it's taught. But bigotry, yeah, exactly. does, bigotry mm-hmm. does come from within communities that are also like, which is weird because of where I'm from, I experienced. Not a lot, but I definitely did as like one of maybe like the very few brown families in the, mm-hmm. in, the in the community or whatever. But um, no, no, like thanks, mom and dad. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, mom and dad, for having for a good cool. old son. Um, but you know, when I was talking about like it comes from in, within communities, Nina Benina Brown from RuPaul Drag Race fame is getting a lot of pushback mm-hmm. for her treatment of Gottmik, and she's made some comments where she what said, happened? Okay, so what the tea is she hosts a like review uh, video yeah. on YouTube or whatever, and so she does like the runways or whatever, and so you know Gottmik walked out in her little. Uh, little black dress black. just covering yeah. mm-hmm. her privates and stuff or whatever and Nina was like oh okay hmm. it's crazy how she still has curves uh, being naked but we all know why <laughs> and then keeps going yeah. and, and so now it's just gone viral but, but, previ- but previously like, okay, she had also said you're, something you're as well a joke, but like it's still it's very tough that's not a joke well she she had previously <laughs> made another joke uh, which was as 
it wasn't a joke um, a week the week before, and someone has said, oh my God, we love Gottman's tuck or something like that, or her tuck is better than Trinity, and she was just like, is it really? Or do y-? She said, okay, y'all realize that Gottman don't have a tuck, and I thought it was just so nasty, and it's like, listen, we want to fight for you, Nina. I know that Nina spoke out about the racism and everything that she mm-hmm. endured um, on Drag Race. Um, next week, I'm really excited to talk with a special guest of ours that we're going to be discussing. Yeah, so about, check back with us. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, with a lot of things that happened on Drag Race, um, which is going to be really good, guys, so get ready for that. I'm really excited about that. Yeah, um, and, and, I, and I just think it's very important that we keep that front and center, and I, I hope that Nina comes out and she apologizes and she realizes like the misstep and what she said mm-hmm. because this is Black History Month and also this is a month about love which congratulations to Jojo Siwa and her girlfriend yeah. and they are out of the closet she's happy to be in love she's talked about love she's just like listen this for me was the person I'm in love with this was my sexual awakening yeah. this is what I wanted she to said she helped her with. inspired her to yeah come. Yo, this is so crazy, us watching, like, JoJo and, and like, Maddie Ziegler and all of them, like, on Nia. Dance Month. Nia. Nia her of course. Because Nia. she's a queen. Jerome and I met Nia for, yeah. like, two seconds. She's gorgeous. Yeah. We and her like, mother Nia, is we were always rooting she's for you. So, we say, we say. <laughs> yeah, so Ashley and I met her on the carpet, but then again, we were all standing with in her, the gifting suite. including yeah. y'all two, at the gifting suite. I didn't room. recognize her. She, yeah, yeah uh-huh. she went in right before us. Yeah. Wow. I forgot about that. Yeah, but it's so crazy to like watch them grow up and like mm-hmm. all their journey doing big with teams. like yeah, doing big teams. I mean, it's my favorite. I love teams. it. I mean, <laughs> it's this teen or something. You know, anything teen. I mean, you know, speaking of being inspired by JoJo and speaking of talking about your sexual awakening and the person that you love, this is our segment. I want to talk about that mm-hmm. because it is Valentine's Day. We want to let. Everyone kind of know what's going on um, and where our sexual awakening and what love means to oh. us. I think we need to talk about that. Absolutely. I'll go first. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. I haven't been I was eager. Well, because it's like the one that comes to mind the most when I saw him on TV was, I don't even fucking know his, his real name. Wow. That, uh, uh, Kano, that, the actor that, who that played Kano yeah. on Mortal Kombat? Uh-huh. So it was Kano from Mortal Kombat, the original, mm-hmm. the original film. Uh, let's see. Let me look this up. You are not prepared. I was not prepared, but anyway, yeah. So I'll go first. Honestly. Honestly. Now, hold on now. <laughs> the worst. It is. <laughs> um, I think the actor passed away. Is that correct? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. Trevor Goddard? Hmm. That sounds right. All right. Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> yeah, he did pass uh, away. He did pass away in 2003. Yeah. Aww, oh, well, may he rest in peace. But you will find... But I remember seeing him on screen he, when he like did basically the silhouette challenge. And he, all you see is his like red eye. And I was just like, hmm. hmm. Why do I feel some, some happening? What was happening? <laughs> no, we don't, well, we don't have time for that. I'm sorry. This is rated uh, PG-13. She. Oh. Well, I will say that I was definitely like head over heroes mad in love with Michael Jackson. <laughs> Yes. I swear, I oh, thought, yeah, yeah. in my mind, at my, like, nine-year-old self, I was like, we're meant to be together. <laughs> like, I was like, he nobody knows it, me. he doesn't even know it, but I know it, because He's I feel it me. in my heart right. that me and Michael Jackson, we're gonna get married, it's fine. 
And I was I was convinced for for quite some time. Hey. Yeah. That was a that was like a first like crush, like celebrity crush. I was like, oh my god, he's so cute. Blah, 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 blah. Even though I was watching old stuff and new stuff, and I was like obviously more attracted to his like younger self, but I was like we're gonna be together even though he's like 40 years older than me it's and fine famous as hell That's okay. right and famous as hell but in my mind i was like well i'm gonna be famous one day and like it's fine we're just gonna get married um yeah i mean <laughs> i personally <clears throat> so josh hartnett was my first like really cowlick okay listen bitch, wait that was something about him just kind of walking around like Pants drooping. I don't know. Trying to catch. I don't know. It was a lot going on. But also Nelly. I had the <gasps> Nelly. Nelly. No, listen. No, listen. Nelly. Nelly. I had the Nelly poster up on my wall, and it's the hot here poster. He's standing there. He got the bandaid. Everything is on. I was obsessed. Oh my god. I think Nelly looks better than he did. Yeah. No. Yeah. With age, it's like him and Will Smith. They just get. Oh, they can both yeah. put it anywhere. Hey, like hey, a, like hey, a hey, fine hey, wine. Hey, hey, hey. Oh, Nelly. No, we yeah. can be a Roll the R. tape back, Andy. <laughs> yeah, no. Roll the fucking tape back. Um, no, Nelly, real fine. I do want to just... <laughs> real you, you blacked out for yeah. a Hold no, on, I so I just remember, yeah. I think this is a reason why I love Mortal Kombat the movie, because it's a great movie. But it was also released on my birthday in 95. Got it. Wow. So, so I my, remember... My, the thing that Wait I... Got it! <laughs> so nasty and so... Well, no, I was so saying, so that, was, that makes sense, because I was like seven, eight when I first saw it. Mm-hmm. And it was like, hmm... <laughs> You rubbed your invisible beard. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. And the answer is 100 yes, Alex. Yes. (laughs) Go ahead. So I think in terms of uh, spiritual awakening, (laughs) sexual awakening, (laughs) I've just been so with myself this week. Um, I, when I was like sexually aroused or for the first time knew that I was attracted to something was... Britney Spears, You Drive Me Crazy music video. Okay. When uh, she's wearing that sequined lime green <laughs> mm-hmm. tube top mm-hmm. halter situation yeah. and then those black pants. And she sits down on the chair and she does her like dip and she has like cleavage that's like three inches long. Okay. And I was like, oh. What's that? What? Um. <laughs> okay. Mm. Uh huh. <laughs> oh, just, okay. Just, just, noise. Like, oh. just like mm. something ah. like. Something. I mean, yeah. Fool. Something. The was first there. type of like pornography like I watched was like straight. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what was. I didn't even the know bullshit. there was gay porn. I didn't even know there was. But when we found out it was, boom, 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 boom. <laughs> that, that family computer was virus. Okay. <laughs> that era. Because I was downloading pictures, printing pictures, printing, printing yeah, pictures, print. and I would hide them in underneath my notes where I kept my notes. Yeah. And that's also where my mom found my porn. So well, I wonder the bears and heat. Bears and heat. Okay. So I know she found the video. <laughs> Adam's been a bear since a cub. <laughs> so it was like, yeah. Wait a minute. Like Twelve. So at that point, you already knew. I hate Adam. Uh, See, because Kano was all hairy. 
beardy. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. um, you better listen up that wrist. Um, no, I, I listen, I think that our sexual experiences were all very different. And listen, if you have one that you want to share from oh, Valentine's sexual Day, experiences, yes. No, oh, so that'll be right, we're talking about awakening. Oh, sorry, that too. Yeah. I mean, because listen, I'm nasty. And I'm thinking about now you were talking about like Britney Spears. I'm like, there was also sexual awakenings of like just me feeling sexy as a woman. Yeah. And I definitely mm. remember looking at like Janet Jackson and being like, oh, she's just like, she dances and like she just moves very well. And like the provocative outfits that she wore just kind of spoke to me and just like, oh, like this is what I can do, like wearing a little crop top and all that stuff. So yeah. obviously I was heavily inspired by it. The Jackson family. Yeah. Wow. I was like, wow, I you want to sleep with the whole Jackson family? I guess so, girl. I don't know. Honestly, Even Tito. They got, they got enough. They got enough. Not Tito. Okay, leave Ruby. Oh wait, leave Ruby alone. Stay out of that. Listen, but they do got a couple of nephews and stuff that we should check out. Uh-huh. Yeah, not not what was not that parents. group that they had? Where it was like the Jacksons, like Jackson ne- Five. Adam. I'm Adam. Punch you. <laughs> and on the next Black and the Black Facts, Adam will be telling us about Jackson Five and when they ended. Okay. Now go back. Um, no, what was that group? It was like the Jacksons Five's like sons, and they yeah. created a little like TJ was a part of it. He real yeah. Like, yeah. I want him so bad. I don't remember the name. Um, of it. We're never. Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> who was the producer on this? Right, <laughs> Corey. No. Uh, it's listen. But love is very important. Well, needless to say, we're going to be spending Valentine's Day alone. <laughs> Wait, we have each other. Speak for yourself. I oh. think that. Um, oh. I think that love is you very. You have something important. you want to speak on? Dorota? I do not. Are uh, you sure? I am sure. Why are you grinning we'll like a Cheshire we'll cat? We'll just leave it at that. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> I mean, I'm just well, saying. Just do know that Darrell is grinning. <laughs> he looks like just, he got his Jim Carrey Kool-Aid smile. I saw everything play before his eyes just now. Uh huh. Everything. Right up to the end, you just said no. <laughs> but listen, however you love, love. <laughs> I can't even fuck with that. <laughs> get out of my face <laughs> love, love who you love and come to us and let us yeah, know like what your love. first awakening exper- sexual experience was mm-hmm. like let us know yeah. I want to hear it call us what's the number Brayden one eight six six two five stop I had to bitch I had to you set us up for failure I did I was like I don't know nobody no. knows it so I'm just gonna do it I almost tried to get <laughs> no, but I think it's, it's, it's one eight. It's, no, it's one eight four four. No, you don't know. You don't know. No, it's like I think it's one eight four four two five five eight zero zero four. I don't know why I thought I could just put no, pride I in the phone and pop up. <laughs> I search pride. So many things pop up. <sighs> so what's the number, Ashley, to call? <laughs> Eight four four two five pride. Oh! <laughs> Yo, okay. you have a magical musical. <laughs> you have a magical musical ear. You can make a jingle to anything. We want to thank everybody for joining us again for another episode of Pride the Podcast. Thank we you, love you Hannah guys. Rad. Thank, thank you, Hannah. Hannah. Make sure you follow us on all social media Hannah. platforms. I am Darrell Anthony. I'm Ashley Mitchell. I'm Adam Andrew Rios. I'm Mr. Braden Bradley. And we'll see you next week for an all new episode with of a Pride new exciting guest. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. <laughs>